When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dare to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. Oh, I am loving this audio-only life. <laughs> I hope everyone had a great weekend, a great week last week, and as you can tell, I'm in a wonderful mood, which is always nice to hear on a podcast. I hate when I'm listening to a podcast and you're like, they do not feel like doing this right now. I do, so that's the good news. Let's hop right into what was in alignment for us this week and out of alignment. As always, if you're new, I will reflect on my week and you guys reflect on yours as well, and you can drop it in our Geneva chat if you would like to share. So let's start with in alignment. As you heard last week, I spent the week at my sister's apartment in Fidei. It's a gorgeous apartment. I was puppy sitting for the week and it just, it felt like vacation. It felt like a nice escape, which, you know, we'll talk about in out of alignment, how that kind of had its, its downfalls as well. It's negatives, but for the most part, it was a much needed break. I felt more relaxed there. I felt productive, but honestly, like productive in the sense that I got a lot of rest in and spent time with the puppies and just like really enjoyed. I haven't lived alone in a year, so it was nice to feel like I lived alone again, but I definitely realized I feel like I'm so independent, but I had some like separation anxiety at night when I was going to bed without Ethan, which was weird, but it was much needed and I came up with some new ideas for the podcast that I'm really excited about. I share things as I'm feeling them so I know it sounded like I was going to stop the podcast and I still do think it's a good idea to take a break at some point even if it's just for a month but I have some really fun new ideas. I think I realized that like everyone has an interview podcast. I think some of these interviews are so so valuable but it doesn't need to be every single episode right? So I came up with this idea to start bringing friends on and almost have it be like you're listening in on conversations with a friend just one-on-one -on -one, and we'll go through what was in alignment and out of alignment for them that week and just really like dive into it friend to friend, you know, whether it's job related or career, career and job are the same thing, um, dating related, family dynamics, boundaries, like what fitness, whatever the struggle or what's going well that week is we just dive into it and I feel like that's a way to just find like very relatable content in not an interview format not an expert format but just like listening in on a on a therapeutic conversation between friends so I'm excited to start that whether that's gonna be you know every other episode or how it's going to go, I'm not sure, but I'll probably just record one, see what you guys think, and we'll go from there. But I do want to just play around with the podcast a little more. So 
that's a little housekeeping, but also in alignment, just feeling inspired. Lastly, for in alignment, my stomach is feeling so good. I'm on my last two weeks of my Parsley Health Supplement Protocol, and I'm finally feeling a big difference. And I'm honestly just so proud of myself. It's a 12-week protocol, and I've really been following it to a T. Obviously, I'm sure I've missed like a pill here or there, but for the most part, I've been really good about it, and I'm finally feeling results for real for the very first time. I'm able to stomach just the day-to-day things, so a salad or just like normal foods. It was really just like eggs didn't make me feel bad, but everything else did. And I was bloated and gassy after every meal, no matter what it was. And now I feel like I'm able to just stomach normal things that normal people are able to stomach, like a salad or I don't know, I keep saying that, but just normal food. Obviously, if I drink or have a crazy huge meal with my friends, like everyone's going to have a stomachache after that. But on the day to day, I'm feeling so much better. And honestly, I got Chinese food and ice cream last night with Ethan, and I felt better than him. So I would say that's a win. Let's go into what was out of alignment. I kind of touched on it already, just having anxiety, feeling just a little out of sorts with my routine last week. It kind of threw me off, but I learned to embrace it, and there are a lot of positives to it. Also, like my birthday's coming up, and you know, birthday anxiety, it's like everyone's asking you what you want to do. You're like, do I plan something? Do I not? Uh, it's just like annoying so I'm just avoiding that and yeah just feeling a little bit anxious out of my routine but also just to go back a second to what's in alignment I also just took I mentioned I felt like I was on vacation I just like took the pressure off social media I was still posting here and there but like and you definitely you know if you follow my content on all my platforms you would not have noticed but I just took a step back from feeling the need to post all the time on TikTok and just things like that. I really just like enjoyed my week. I was productive where I needed to be. But other than that, I kind of just like chilled out. And I feel so refreshed for this week and ready to go. And I'm excited. I have a big day today. I have a job interview. I'm very deep in the interview process. So I'm excited. I'm anxious. All the things. Lots of updates to come. Let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment. So the guest of this week, her name is Hale. She is a feminine spirituality coach and currently works with female entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and women who are ready to fully claim their authentic power. She's trained in feminine embodiment, neuro-linguistic programming, authentic relating and circling, and behavioral psychology. We will get into what most of those things mean on this week's episode. So we're going to talk about how to attract more with ease, how to be a magnet for abundance, the truth about manifestation and the real science behind it, what the hell is feminine spirituality, how to get started on your spirituality journey, and how to strengthen your intuition and trust your gut. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Halay's energy is so incredible and she has so much wisdom and just offers such a unique perspective on spirituality. It was a really interesting conversation. I think that it'll help you, especially if you feel like you can't connect your intuition or trust your gut. We dive into all those topics. So please post this on your Instagram stories or send it to a friend if you think they would need it. And let's get into the episode. We're going to take a quick break in the episode to talk about the next sponsor of this podcast, which is a product I use 
literally every day by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 honestly a year ago because I wanted to have better gut health, better sleep, more energy, all of it. And Honestly, there were no supplements that actually tasted good, and I just hated taking so many pills, and it just was not for me. So I finally tried AG1, and it tastes incredible. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right in the beginning of the day. I personally take it in my smoothies. I think it gives it such a nice flavor, and it's just an easy way for me to get it in. Or I will just mix it in water really quick. It still tastes so good. The great thing about it is as someone with IBS and just like a bunch of dietary restrictions and just nothing ever sat well with me, it's completely lifestyle friendly. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, any of the things, there's no GMOs, no chemicals, artificial anything, and it still tastes good. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jen Lauren. That's athleticgreens.com slash Jen Lauren to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back into the episode. All right. Hi, Halai. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. A tiny bit of technical difficulties, but we're good. We made it. (laughs) Yeah, we made it worth it. All right. Let's start with your top self-care tip that's played a role in your success. Um, My number one self-care tip would be to, I give this literally every client, is video journaling. So not just relying on writing everything out or making sure your hands can keep up with how fast your mind is moving, but being able to actually express what's coming out feel the vibration of your voice, um, and hear it back, be able to witness yourself in this vulnerability. That's a new one. And I love it because I always say I'm a talker more than I'm a writer or a reader. I love therapy or even just venting to someone close to you. Like I feel like I need to work through things as I'm speaking them out and just like, I totally agree with that. And that's why I love like the intros of my podcast, because sometimes it does feel like a little therapy session of like updating you on my week. Do you find that people say, you know, I don't know if you tell your clients that, but do you find that any pushback of like, "Ah, I don't like hearing myself speak? Like, is that is that piece of listening important as well? Totally. That that's a huge comment. Probably one of the most common um, points of resistance is one, I don't want to hear my voice. And two, I have nothing to say. Um, so there's this uh, ability to witness ourselves in this this place of vulnerability, um, but also who are you afraid to share your inner truth with? Like who's really listening? If nobody else is going to see that space besides you, uh, it's very confronting to have some resistance to witnessing yourself. Um, so I think that was huge for me that I was uncomfortable even hearing my voice and then listening to it back was even more cringy. Like, ugh, like I'm, that's, that's what I sound like. This is what I'm complaining about. Um, but that in itself is part of the healing is to be able to move past the ick you feel in experiencing yourself. Right. And being able to truly listen to yourself without judgment. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's an interesting tip. Even me, I'm like giving myself pushback on it. 
in my mind, but it's funny because I podcast every week and listen back and edit it and that's no problem. But something about speaking to myself about what I'm going through feels cringy to listen to. And it's so, I never thought about just like how interesting that is that we don't even like to listen to ourselves. What is that? Right. Um, I think there's so many layers to it because what I always suggest when you do this uh, video journal practice, wait a couple weeks and then go back and watch the video. So you have some space in between the, the, the depth of the experience. And then you can witness yourself from more of like a third party, this external person. Maybe you've already moved past whatever you were struggling with a couple weeks prior. And to actually see where you're opening up and you're willing to share. And then when you suddenly close off, um, you can watch how your body contorts to different responses, different paths that you're going down, um, areas that you're more or less willing to open up about. I think that's so interesting because you know what's going on inside your head, but to watch yourself from the outside, it's like, why am I hiding that? Why am I resisting to opening up deeper here? So I think that's really beautiful. That is. And that's so interesting because it's one of the best parts about journaling too, is being able to look back and see everything, you know, you've either gone through or worked through or manifested. And I do actually want to dive into that because I know you talk a lot about feminine spirituality and feminine embodiment and being a magnet to love and abundance, which I kind of translate as manifestation. But let's like peel back the layers of what even is female embodiment or female spirituality? Because that's one of those terms that when I see it, it feels like because I don't know or understand it, I just kind of skim past it because I'm like, I don't, what does that even mean kind of thing? So I would love to hear what it, what the actual definition is. I actually, I'd be curious what your definition of, of even spirituality is, that feminine spirituality feels different. Um, That's a good question. So for me, spirituality, for me personally, is connecting with my intuition and my higher self and understanding that there's something bigger than who I am today as a compilation of all my human experiences, you know, societal beliefs and all of that. It's like strip all of that away and getting back to like my authentic core and like spirituality is kind of like my act of how I can connect to that and listen to my intuition. And then I guess the word feminine, it just throws me off. I don't know where that component comes in. Does that, does that definition resonate with you? I'm curious. Perfect. So what I'll, I'll actually build off of that. So there's, there's something about spirituality where you're connecting to this highest place of being that everything is so in alignment and when you act on intuition things just magically work out for you Um, and there is an essence to that but that is more deeply rooted in consciousness if you can be so connected to higher levels of consciousness then you can act and choose and move with such deep intention but feminine spirituality invites that the messiness the pain the shit that's going wrong is actually also alignment is also you transcending into your intuitive self into a higher place of being Um, but it's moving through those experiences rather than um, how can I skirt around how can I avoid triggers how can I heal or solve things what if there isn't anything to solve or anywhere to get to but exactly where you are is the moment is the fullness of what you're meant to be experiencing and so that's where the feminine comes in because the the contrast between feminine and masculine is at so many layers, but 
right here in this context of spirituality is that the masculine is a lot of release, emptying, clearing out, being in the nothingness. And then the feminine is being in the fullness. Like how can you actually be able to experience the vastness and the depth of life and, and all that it brings to you and actually be um, consumed by that? So finding an interplay between the two and both ascending to this higher being, but also moving through the shit that is in this human experience so that you can get there. So it's a little bit of both. So is that what you do with clients who help them move through and heal past experiences or past trauma to be able to access, you know, their highest self or their intuition? Is that, does that sound right? Totally. Yeah. And okay. it's so much more than um, just getting to that place, but also can you just be comfortable with what is like, if there's just like achiness and gunk here, let's just let that be here and see what, what naturally arises because it moves the moment that you allow it uh, space and permission in your body. So what are some common, I guess, struggles or limiting beliefs that you're usually helping people through? I would say the common, most common for, for women is a battle between not enough and too much. I think that's usually the being too much or being not enough. Um, for men, it's, it's oftentimes not doing enough or not succeeding, not um, excelling to their fullest potential. Um, so we, we operate in totally different spectrums, but it's, it's usually a realm of that, not enough and too much, like finding the rhythm between the two. And how would you help someone through that? It's really about finding the kink. So it's kind of similar to how we, we see anxiety. I think there's so many solutions or band-aids on how we can curb anxiety or deal with it. But a lot of my work is like, great, why is it here? Why do you feel that? Where did it come from? What's the root cause of this feeling um, so that we can allow that space to move through you? Um, and there's so much there. The moment that you can actually look at your experiences, why you feel too much, why you feel not enough, where the past story, ancestral karma, um, unhealed trapped emotions are linked to this repeated uh, pattern. So a lot of times we can observe patterns in our life that come frequently or that we're stuck in or our upper limit and see, okay, w what's deeper beyond that? Because it's usually rooted in some of the same and I think that's probably really scary for most people. I know when I'm going through something, there will literally be times where there's just too much on my mind and too much uncertainty that I need to have a podcast or something playing when I get in the shower because it like scares me to be with just like my thoughts and to actually dive into the why behind things. And I think a lot of people know they probably should quote unquote figure out the why or figure out the root of the anxiety or whatever it might be, but are just too scared to dive into it and actually uncover it because then it's like, then what? So what, where does, what is the then what, I guess is my question. So that approach actually is why feminine spirituality is so necessary. So it's like we are facing all of these experiences, thoughts, and then there's like, what, what do I do with it? How do I solve it? How do I get rid of it? How do I transform? Um, and, and this need to get somewhere is actually why we're never actually transcending these experiences. That mm -hmm. we think that the emotion or whatever is there is the problem that needs to be fixed. But if you viewed whatever was coming up as, as a piece of your inner child, your five-year-old, six-year-old self, 
and you approach it as if she was a problem. That only is locking in that feeling and expanding it even further and cementing it into who you are. So by facing it, it's like, okay, invite invitation. You're here. I'm with you. I love you. There's a reason why you are a part of me and actually will probably carry with me into future generations. Um, it is essentially why the feminine is so necessary. I have recently been on a hundred day meditation challenge. So practicing meditating for an hour a day, which is more of the masculine spiritual practice to just sit in silence. Most of my meditation has been in like self-pleasure and movement and embodiment work. And that feels more natural, but sitting in stillness is a lot more painful than I expected. So that is a practice that I'm diving into and a lot has been coming through there. Okay. So how are you meditating for an hour? Are you sitting there in silence? Are you doing TM mantra? Are you doing breath work? Like what does that look like for you for a full hour? It's actually changed up. So sometimes I'll put on like a sound bath. Um, the other day I put on a sound bath and it stopped and it went within like two minutes. So I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to be sitting in silence for the rest of the time. And I did that. Um, yeah, I feel like sometimes I'll just put white noise if I maybe want to feel like I'm more centered and less distracted, but it really just depends on what I feel like. But the intention is not to do anything. So not to do a breath work, but actually just to exist in that space. And do you feel pressure to not have any thoughts going through your mind or do you allow yourself to sort of take that time to ask yourself questions, see where you at, see where you're at, like do a little mental check-in see how you're feeling or do you try to just like let the thoughts pass and just exist for a full hour? Mm-hmm. So that I would say is so hard that yeah. to not identify or be the I in the voice of the thought. So what I've been actually finding is there are moments where I can hear the dialogue and, and I am the I in the dialogue. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, snap out. And it's an, actually, I wish I could articulate this into words, but something happens where I no longer am in sync with the voice, but I get to experience the message of the voice, but not in the form of words. That's awesome. So it's the sensation that comes through, but it doesn't feel like me. And it passes so much faster. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, but I would say that that is like a consistent every minute I'm restarting that. I'm like, okay, go back to that, go back to that. Right. Uh, and that's okay. Are you able to share any recent epiphanies you had after an hour long or during an hour long meditation? So the one today was actually so impactful. Like I, I got off and I took did it probably a half an hour before our call today and I was just crying and I'm like, I hope that I'm not too puffy eyed before I hop on the <laughs> podcast with you. You but look great. Thank you. Um, but that one was really, really impactful. Um, and something that came through for me for that one was this like deep fear of, needing too much, even needing from like my parents, needing from my partner, that it was actually taking away from them. There was a limit. I was draining them to some degree if I, I needed them beyond a certain limit. And I don't think I've ever actually faced or, or experienced that before, that despite me harnessing this feminine energy work, there's still a deep part of me that says you can't need too much. You have a limit on what you're allowed to need. So that was a huge, huge moment today for me to realize that even with my closest loved ones, um, I feel like there is, or at least a deep part of me, felt like there's a limit before I'm starting to hurt them 
or they're going to abandon me. And, and there was no solution. Like when I walked out of that meditation, I still felt a little bit just mm-hmm. kind of uh, just empty, not necessarily uh, rejuvenated with some answer, but just that that was the finding, that was the awareness. And that's okay to let that be the conclusion and totally okay with that. Right. And just a deeper understanding of yourself and what you're experiencing. Because I think we can all relate to feeling like there's an underlying anxiety or just feeling any sort of uneasiness, but not knowing where it's coming from. But you gave yourself a chance to sort of figure out without maybe that wasn't even your intention going into it, but you, it kind of just came to you like, this is what I'm experiencing. And then what you do next is up to you, which makes me also want to question, do you go to therapy or have you ever gone to therapy? I receive coaching, so i not like an official therapist, but I prefer more of the spiritual coaching work that I've done. Amazing. So you're able to take that finding and take it into that session and sort of like work through it a little deeper. Mm, yep. So that's what's so important. You have to do both. You can't just go to coaching and then hang out. Um, you have to be ready to show up with every session of right. here's what, what I've discovered about myself. Let's go deeper. So then – my my question naturally is like if someone, you know, the everyday person's listening who doesn't or finds it too intimidating or doesn't have the time to or whatever the excuse is, want to meditate for a full hour, including myself, what are some other ways that people can connect with their intuition? I think we all want to feel like we can trust our gut, but what if, you know, people don't feel like they can because I feel like I've been able to cultivate you know, a situation for myself where I do feel like I can trust my gut, but I also have a lot of friends and have been there personally where I'm like, I don't, I can't connect with my gut to even trust it. Like I question my gut. Cause I'm like, is this just me acting out of fear or is it me listening to my gut or is it my ego? And it's just mm. a little muddy. So how can we sh- work on strengthening that connection? What, what would you even say is connecting with your gut? Like, is there an idea of what that looks like or should look like for you? So here's an example, because I feel like I've gone through this a lot. Feeling an urge of like, I want to quit my job. That can just be, because I've had that, my therapist tells me I I create escape plans. Mm -hmm. So when something gets hard, I just immediately am like the next thought of something that could get me out of the situation. But then the day after I'm like, oh, I didn't, I trust my gut enough to know like, that was an escape thought. That's not Mm -hmm. something I actually want. But I know when you kind of don't feel connected to your inner voice, you don't know when you're acting just out of fear and like in that situation or when your gut's whispering to you, like you need to start that business now that you've been dreaming of starting. So, you know, do you get what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. get after? It's like, you don't know if you're really connected to your gut and your intuition. And there's there is a comfort that I'm sure you've experienced in knowing like this is my inner voice. This is what I'm supposed to do or this is like I just know in my gut. There's a comfort that comes with that when you're connected, but then there's an uneasiness that comes when you don't know if you're acting out of fear or you just feel indecisive and like you can't access that gut feeling because you're just so anxious and indecisive. Um, so I would say anxiousness specifically, that's something that needs to be um, like poked into because anxiousness is usually just um, like a expired or overdue emotions that have now just been discombobulated into anxiety. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that, that actually was rooted in that, probably ignored in the past. But what's really interesting about gut feelings and this knowing is that they share a wall. The, the, the excitement of like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I'm, I'm so meant for this. I can't wait. Literally touches the fear of, am I going to make this? Like, what if I screw up? What if this isn't it? So you actually can't avoid it. The, you, there's no gut feeling where you're just like, oh yeah, I'm so coasting through this experience, no problem. And I think people are waiting a little bit for that. Right. Um, but the sensation of fear of will I survive? Will I make this? Is this it? Is also a driving force. It's the fuel that moves us through these experiences and makes, you know, we live in, in a modern world, so we're not actually fighting for our lives, but the adrenaline that our, our nervous system requires in order to um, make these power moves, it has to come from this like survival instinct. And so the fear that is there is super necessary to some degree in order for us to make that jump and for us to have skin in the game, we have to feel a little bit of that fear so that there's nothing to be afraid of the fear. Um, so allowing that space is one thing that I, I would suggest. Um, and the second is that you really cannot make the wrong move. Like even if this was an escape plan, let's just say that you maybe acted on fear and you ended up in what seemed like a mess, that mess would actually be the death and release that you might need, would be the reset. Um, so there's no way that you can make a wrong move. Even misaligned actions are awakenings into your higher self so that you can understand what isn't working, what doesn't feel good. There are moments where we need to be in such a deep no for us to be like, whoa, I can swing the pendulum way into the yes. That That's all right. part of it. Like You really can't screw up, honestly. And then where do you – it just made me think of – this idea that like your manifestations can show up in a totally different way or a totally different journey than you might have, you know, dreamt up in your head. So you saying like, you know, these missteps along the way, they're not really missteps, made me think of manifestation. And I'm curious, I guess your stance on manifestation or how you manifest or how you, you know, lead your clients to being, you always say like being a magnet to love Mm -hmm. and abundance. So is that your way of practicing manifestation? Yeah, I actually would feel kind of ick to the word manifestation for a while. I was one of those people and I actually feel like a lot of my clients are drawn to me because they have a similar experience where there's a little bit of a mainstream way of what manifestation looks like and then it doesn't work for you and it works for certain other people and there's this confusion. I had a best friend that we, you know, we started out our journey together and she was so pro manifestation because she'd literally write it and it would show up. And I would be like, why is it not working for me? Like, this this shit isn't real. I'm so over yeah. it. I, I experienced the same thing as you where I have friends that just, like, write it down. And they're like, manifestation, la, la, la. And I'm like, I'm, I'm almost manically manifesting. And nothing seems, if I really look at it, maybe things have come about or, like, the feeling that I was hoping for. But I agree. I've had that frustration of, like, why not me? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why I more so teach magnetism manifestation because magnetism is almost like you're just existing in the world as you are and like you're quite literally flipping the switch on on these doors around you suddenly you actually are a magnet to things that are already available to you and that's essentially what we're doing is that we're opening up opportunities for things to arrive in our vortex Um, that's beyond what our conscious mind has envisioned or has already seen in our friends or, or thinks is possible Magnetism is beyond manifestation in my context. 
because I'm not living in this list of, oh, this would give me a good life. Right. Like I am now receptive to something that is beyond what I could have, my human self could have conjured up on my own. And I think that's what's so beautiful is that you can quite literally create and and uh, bring to form something that your your highest self, like not even your conscious awareness imagined. It's coming from such a deep soul essence that you didn't even see it already. It hasn't even existed yet. So essentially tapping into spirituality allows you, as you say, like magnetize that life instead of having to really focus on like manifestation lists and all of these things. Um, I personally love that. And it gives me a big sigh of relief because it's like I'm doing all that work. But sometimes when you're doing it, you're like, but I'm not physically manifesting and writing in the journal and all of these things. But the deeper work is more important. And I'm curious if you – do you believe in, you know, like having to work through your limiting beliefs or just like blockages when it comes to manifestation? Yeah, that that's absolutely part of it. Um but something that, and you know, probably a couple of years ago, I would have said like, yep, you need to get yourself to a place of receiving and worthiness and all of that. But actually something that's shown up for me in the past year is that it's not just about your self-worth and your abundance. Sometimes things will literally stop working because it's no longer your highest service to the planet. So I, I had that happen with my business where it, there was a point where, I'm like, why am I not attracting clients the way that I used to be? Like, I still feel abundant. I still feel like expansive and all these ways. But the way that I was coaching and the types of people that I was attracting, I was getting bored with. I'm like, I've already done this. I've done this so many times. I, I could show up to a call and I know what to expect. I know what the, the finding is going to be. Um, and I was not stretching to a new realm. And so if you're consistently in one area, like, okay, this worked. And I'm trying to repeat what worked in the past or what was comfortable, it's going to fall on your face. And it's not for lack of abundance or limiting beliefs. It's because there's something bigger there and you actually have to open yourself up to finding it or things won't work. So it's a little bit of a a dialogue you'll receive from the universe. And that's been a really beautiful message for me. And just to get a little more tangible in terms of how to get there, like I mentioned before, like other than a one hour meditation, what are some other tangible tools that people can use when they're starting on this journey. They're like, this sounds great. I don't know how to connect, you know, with spirituality or my highest self or any of these things. Where can people start and what are some, I think there's different things that work for everyone. So like, what are some different tools that people can try out? So when, when we're moving into this space, what shows up for me is just coming to a place of love. Like what, feels like I have such an overflow of love in me that I need to give it to the world. And when I'm doing it, it's like, oh, this is so simple. It's so easy. It feels so natural. Um, what is that? Because the things that you're curious about and that you're driven to learning or just you want to consume the information on, um, those are cues into how you're meant to be regifting back into the to humanity, into the universe as a whole. So uncovering what that is, where are your places of service? How are you meant to serve in this lifetime? And just seeing the things that light you up, the things that literally turn you on. Um, so this is where feminine embodiment comes in is we could check in and, and places that we feel like, oh, I actually feel like kind of alive. I feel like my body is actually activated. My, 
right? My pussy is kind of like tingling in this moment. <laughs> what are those moments in your life? Either the people, the connections that you make, uh, the certain emotions that make you feel alive. And follow that. It might be incredibly vague right now. It could literally just be um, an interaction that you had with somebody at an event. Like, I don't know why that really just stuck in my mind. I can't get over it. I still feel good and I think about it. Um, and then expand on that. What is, what's beyond that? What was within that experience that gave your body that experience of, fuck yes, I want more of this. Um, so, so dig into those pieces because I truly believe that your body has these cues and there's service meant for everybody. And as a collective, we're moving away from, obviously it's going to take some time, but just this capitalistic world where, you know, we have these large branches of corporations doing things and more of individuals providing their individual service within their individual community um, and having this place of like, I belong here. This is how I'm meant to be showing up. Um, so I do think that we're slowly moving in that direction. So if you do have a business idea or a vision for yourself, everybody does. There's so many people that are waking up to this finding and if we all slowly take little steps as a collective, we're going to change the way that we exist as a community. I absolutely love that. My favorite journal prompt is what lights you up because I agree. I think you just need to do more of that. And sometimes it's super obvious, but sometimes people have no idea and you got to just sit down and really think about the last time you felt alive. And I, I just love I love that word too, alive. I always say lights you up, but that's exactly what it is. It makes you feel just alive and excited about life. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's such a good feeling. Once you kind of uh, look out for it and screen your life for it, you'll find that it's more obvious because I can see how that question would be like, what do you mean what makes you feel alive? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily what those moments are, but after this, if you start to screen, it'll become more and more obvious. Okay, let's go into the ending segment. Fun facts and favorites. What's your favorite book? Oh my gosh, I have so many. <laughs> um, but the first that comes to mind is A New Earth. I think that was the gateway into spirituality for me. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, I'm not like a huge podcast person, but um, Aubrey Marcus is probably my favorite. Okay, I'll have to try hers out. Um, what's your favorite workout? Um, ecstatic dance. When do you feel your happiest? When I'm with the people that I love. What would be your last meal on earth? Um, I think it would be like a homemade dish for my grandma. She makes really delicious Afghan food, both my grandmas. But... Yum. That's a great answer. Okay. Where can the people find you, your services, everything you have to offer online? Um. My website, just halai.co, same as my Instagram, also halai.co. And um, mainly I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, so you can apply to see if we're a match. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. I so appreciate you having me on.